Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today, I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, August the 29th. And we come to you after a solid weekend of Phillies baseball. They blow one yesterday, but ultimately we went into last week, or at least I went into last week, with seven games against the Reds and the Pirates saying, I need them to win five of seven. I want them to win six of seven. That's where I was at, and you know what they did? They won six of seven. You know, they went six and one last week. Was yesterday a bummer of a baseball game? Sure. Who cares? They went six of seven last week. A stellar week of baseball. I'm ecstatic about this team. The loss yesterday does nothing to dampen my mood after a a really exciting weekend of baseball. And the Phillies sitting pretty right now as we head into the stretch run of the season there are 34 baseball games left to play and the Phillies sit with a four game lead over the Brewers which with the tiebreaker is actually a five game lead over the Brewers and they sit with a two and a half game lead over the Padres which with the tiebreaker is a three and a half game lead over the Padres with only 34 to play so the Phillies are sitting in a really really nice spot right now as they head into this stretch run of the season still. Some nice matchups for the next couple weeks of baseball. They do not play a good team again, a winning team, until over two weeks from now. Uh, we'll take a look at the schedule later, but until the Braves. So, um, you know, they're, they're in a really nice spot right now as the Phillies, um, you know, come out of a nice weekend of baseball. Again, that 6-7, the, the series to the Mets, everyone panicking, and then they reel off 6-7 and they handle their business. And that's what this team has done all year Long 72 and 56 on the season, just having a fantastic season. And they won six out of seven, and they're prime for the playoffs. All right, let's get into it. Lobbing news. We'll get to the games themselves. Obviously, um, a lot of news uh, Thursday into Friday. Um, we talked a little bit about the Wheeler stuff last week. Um, at the end of the week, um, I'm feeling even more confident about the Wheeler injury now, you know, after hearing. Dombrowski speak, which we talked about on Friday, but then also hearing Wheeler talk about it. And it really does seem like he could have pitched through it. This is a precautionary thing. They looked at how the schedule was shaking up and the games they had coming up, and they felt like this was the smartest time to get Wheeler a rest before the real stretch run of the season, before the playoffs. And, you know, assuming that's what it is, which it seems like it is, you know, great news. Then all is good. The Zach Wheeler thing is really the only thing right now that you could even talk about as a concern because otherwise the Phillies just... Keep handling business. Keep winning games. Six to seven. And Bryce Harper back in the lineup on Friday night. I was down at the ballpark for High Hopes Night. It was a freaking blast. Like an amazing night. Saw so many awesome people. Um, a one Phillies Today listener, my man, 
thank you. Um, but it was it was really great to um, to get down there and see people and have a great night. And and Harper being back really was special. You know that that moment when he came to the plate in the Friday game with the bases loaded. You know it was one of the honestly most magical moments I've felt in the ballpark in a decade. You know um, it was you know a palpable energy in there. It was it was it felt special. It felt you know magnetic in there. Um, it was awesome. It was awesome, and to see Harper return to the lineup, to see this team go thirty-two and twenty without him, crazy stat from Jason Stark. It's not that crazy when you think about the fact that you know this is just by far the best team they've had in Harper's time here. But um, since Harper got here, the best fifty-game stretch with Bryce Harper the Phillies have had is uh, thirty and twenty-two. Um, and the, uh, obviously the 50 games without him this year, they went 32 and 20, which is, it's, you know, baseball, of course, but they do have a better team now and all that, but, um, still wild to see and getting Harper back Friday night was just, just such a thrill. It really was a thrill, um, for, um, you know, I think the fan base to be down there and to see Harper come back and for Harper himself, you know? And again, you know, with the Wheeler injury, Marsh returns, you know, Sir Anthony's throwing, you know, things are really looking good. You know, it's almost uh, it's almost nerve-wracking to think about things looking good, but they're looking good. They had the Arizona night yesterday, the loss, we'll get the, the weekend games, but you know, you can't forget too much, a loss and a getaway day before you head on the West Coast, a West Coast trip coming up. So easy games in terms of the competition, the, the Giants have been floundering. The Diamondbacks are, you know, eight games, nine games under 500, whatever they are. So, you know, it should be a nice little stretch, but um, it is tough to go on the West Coast always. So this is a, a bit of a precarious you know, six-day stretch here, six-game stretch, as they play three straight in Arizona, uh, off day Thursday, then three in San Francisco before coming back. So we'll get to that. Let's look back at the weekend first. Again, Friday night, just a magical night down at the ballpark. Philly's got a big early and then just kind of held on. Um, but the energy, the excitement early on was, again, palpable. It was thrilling. The Phillies load the bases in the first inning for Bryce Harper to come to the plate with the bases loaded. The crowd going crazy. Harper's first at bat in two months, practically. And he rips a single, a two-run single. It's so funny because it was like almost in some ways anticlimactic that he hit a two-run single, which would be crazy. And everyone was expecting him to just rip one out of the park because he's... Got a flair for the dramatic, you might say, about that, Bryce Harper. Um, but it was awesome. Two-run single. The Phillies would add a couple more in the first. Four-nothing uh, there. An RBI single from Casty in there. Um, and then they would just kind of grind it out from there. You know, um, they add another on a Hoskins single in the second. Hoskins scores on an error later in the second, making it 6 and nothing. And then they kind of just hold on. You know, got a little close. The fourth, fifth, the seventh. The Pirates add some runs at 6-4. Then the Phillies get an RBI single from Stott in the eighth to make it 8-7-4. Uh, and then that was all she wrote. And they hang on and win. Nice outing from Bailey Falter. Again, you know, really solid outing. Six innings, five hits, six Ks, three runs, no walks. You know, you really like that from Falter. Really nice outing. Connor Brogdon had a little trouble when he came in, gave up a run, but then Alvarado came in, shut it down. Robertson, hand, get the job done without issue. Um, getting the win for Falter again. You know, we talked about this last week, and it's really true. And again, you know, with the Wheeler optimism that I really am feeling. Again, you know, you see forearm tightness or you see forearm whatever, and it's immediate, like, eyes bulge out of your head, freaking out, like, oh, God, forearm, that's bad. 
Um, but again, you know, Dombrowski's comments, I thought, as I said on Friday, um, where he said he could play through it and they were being precautioned and all that, but, you know, it was just being cautious and precautioned and all that. Um, you know, I, I look, I, I, as I said on Friday, and I'll, I'll always say, you know, I never take what a general manager or president of baseball ops or anything like that says, um, you know, uh, I take it with a grain of salt always, as we've had so many times where they say something, then do the other. But... Um, this in particular about this particular thing, it felt weird for him to be so optimistic and talking about it. If they really thought it was something serious, it was Tommy John coming down the road or whatever. And then for Wheeler to talk about the weekend, the way he did to be so optimistic for them to let Wheeler talk about it. Um, I'm really confident that he's fine. I really am. I really think it's okay. Um, I'm not freaking out anymore. And and that's unbelievable because, you know, bring Wheeler back and man, you know, this team is, you know, for a team that's battled a lot of injuries, weathered through a lot of stuff, um, you know, really cool. It could all be coming together at the right time. Um, but to the point about Falter, you know, I mentioned this on Friday too, but it is true between Falter and Christopher Sanchez, you know, it's a really strong six, seven for this team to be able to bring those guys in when you need them as, as those extra starters, those extra guys. Um, you know, you could do a lot worse than Bailey Falter and Christopher Sanchez as your six and seven. Honestly, there are probably teams that have a lot worse three fours, or excuse me, four fives than Falter and Sanchez, or at least fives than Falter for sure. Um, so, you know, that that is something beneficial. And it's something that, you know, the last few years we've talked so much about, about, you know, the Phillies, one of the big things they always lack is that organizational depth. You know, a team like the Braves, they lose a guy, they just bring someone up from the minors and he does well for them. And then they bring the guy back and they're good and all that. And the Phillies, have it's been so long since they were able to find ways to weather these types of things, to weather injuries, to power through things and all that. And, you know, this year we're seeing that, you know, the Bryce Harper injury, their ability to weather through that, Gene Segura injury to weather through that between, you know, the Matons and the Camargos and trading for Sosa. And they've done so many different things to you know, get their way through that. And, and then the way Bailey Falter has pitched, the way Christopher Sanchez has pitch, pitched at times, the way they've been able to you know, battle their way through these starting uh, pitching injuries, the bullpen injuries that we've had throughout the course of the season. This team has really shown an ability to battle through. And on top of that, um, the depth of the, the organizational depth is shown in a positive way for the first time in a long time here in Philadelphia. And that's thrilling. Thrilling. That is a good baseball team. That's how good baseball teams are run. That's what happens with good baseball teams. Wow. Front office is actually doing some good things. Making some smart moves. How exciting is this? So 7-4 on Friday. The Phillies handle business again. It was a really fun night at the ballpark. A long first inning, and then the game was over in like three hours. It was a really, really fun time to be down there. Um, again, the, the return of Harper was just a, a really, truly um, special thing to be down there for. You know, it really was. It really was. You know, we the special moments uh, down at Citizens Bank Park have been few and far between for the last decade, and uh, and that was one of them on Friday night. It was awesome to see him win, keep rolling after taking four straight from Cincinnati. We get to Saturday and, and talk about rolling just easy on Saturday as they just cruise on Saturday, a dominant showing on Saturday, easy six nothing win. Kyle Gibson throws a, a gem against the Pirates, just handling his business. Seven shutout for Gibby, nine strikeouts. Gibby's strikeout numbers this year, the uptick we've seen, the swing and miss stuff, the nastiness that Kyle Gibson can roll out there has really been a, it's been awesome. 
It's been awesome to see. And I think the thing with Gibby is, you know, yes, he will have those frustrating outings and he will like his last one prior to this, like he will have bad outings, but it does feel like it's, you know, three good ones and one bad and the bad is bad enough to make his numbers look bad. But I do feel like Gibby has the ability to go out and be dominant, you know, and I don't think Syndergaard has that. Syndergaard has been fine in a few starts and we'll get to Syndergaard yesterday. He was not good. Um, but you know, he's always hittable. You know, even if he's getting outs, he's hittable. Gibby can go out there and, and be, I don't want to say unhittable because I don't hear it, but he can be somewhat unhittable at times, you know, Gibby comparatively. That's why I like Gibby more. That's why I trust him more. Uh, and I thought we saw that on Saturday, just an outstanding outing. Sam Coonrod, Nick Nelson, each pitch a clean inning. Um, Coonrod needs more opportunities. You know, yet to give up a run has looked really good in, in uh, every time he's touched the ball, and they need him now, you know, with the injuries they've had and stuff. So I'd like to see Coonrod get a little more work in a little more substantial situations, a little more high leverage situations. Because Coonrod looks good, man. I, I've been really impressed with him. Philly's easy on uh, on Saturday. They put up a uh, a f- three spot in the first. J.D. Romuto a double with the bases loaded, clears the bases. It was really like a single, but ultimately um, Harper scores from first. He ends up getting in a second, called a double. But um, you know, um, really great base running there from Harper. Three nothing. They had another in the second uh, on a Reese Hoskins single, then another one after that on a boom ground. It's five nothing by the second, then the third. Nick Castellanos jacks one to right, six nothing. Uh, and that was it. It was over from there. The Phillies just easily made their way through the rest of the baseball game after that one. Just did a really dominant showing there again, uh, handling business six straight there. Um, as you know, the Phillies have again um, shown a propensity, and, and you know we'll get to the loss yesterday. But you know they won six out of seven this week against the Reds and the Pirates. I said win five, they won six. Um, we're not going to be upset when they don't sweep seven straight, you know. But um, you know, this with the, uh, they won seven of eight in a, in a stretch there, essentially with that last win versus the Mets um, prior to the Sunday game. You know, they, they win seven of eight in that stretch. Um, you know, they had the 12 of 13 earlier this season. This team's had so many stretches of prolonged winning baseball, nine straight earlier this season. I mean, it's been such a difference. That's how you end up 16 games over 500, right? Is, you know, um, having these consistent, stretches of winning baseball over and over and over again. And, you know, again, it comes back and I'm going to keep saying it because there's nothing that is driving me crazier right now than, and I do hear it. I hear it on WIP callers say it. I hear people, I see it on Twitter, people saying, oh, they're only beating bad teams. It's like, you can't have it both ways. You can't rip this team for the last five years saying, well, they don't beat the teams they're supposed to beat. How are you ever going to be a playoff team if you don't beat bad teams? Oh, you can't trust the Phillies. They're never going to be, beat the bad teams. You know, that that's what good teams do. You can't say that for the last five years and then turn around this year and not give them credit for beating the bad teams. It's hypocritical. And also, it's just silly. Good teams beat bad teams. And that's what the Phillies are doing this year. They deserve credit for that. That's something they haven't done the last few years. It's a big deal. And oh, by the way, the most annoying part of it is that they are beating the good teams. Again, just the Mets, the Mets that they're not beating. They have a winning record against like every other team practically. I, I mean, what are we doing here? It's so frustrating. Give this team a, like a break a little bit here. It, it, nothing is annoying me more now than, oh, well, they're just beating them bad teams. Then what do you want? Will you ever be happy? Can you be happy? Again, you can't rip them for years saying, well, they don't beat the Marlins. They don't beat the Nationals when they're supposed to. Oh, they got they lost two or three to the Pirates. Good teams don't do that. You can't complain about that for years and not turn around right now and say, hey, you know what? Credit. 
this team going out and beating the teams they're supposed to. That's awesome. Because that's what they're doing, and they deserve credit for it, because guess what? It is awesome. It is awesome, and it's not something we've seen the Phillies do lately. Credit. And again, again, they hold tiebreakers against all the teams they're competing with because they beat the Padres more than they lost them, because they beat the Brewers more than they lost them, because they beat the Cardinals more than they lost them. All right? Enough. Thank you. I'll get off my soapbox. All right. Uh, yesterday, less fun for the crowd of, uh, you know, if you want to rip the Phillies, yesterday was a, a um, you know, no-show kind of performance, not the end of the world. But again, when you owned one, six to seven, uh, six straight prior, you know, you you let one go uh, as the Phillies get handled, five-nothing loss. Because Contreras uh, was awesome for the Pirates. Five shutout, dude's nasty. Offense just really unable to get anything going all game. Four hits. The entire game, Matt Veerling had two, Harper and Romito each had one, and that was it. Um, as they were unable to get anything going, just seven base runners all game. Uh, on the flip side, Noah Syndergaard was not good. And, you know, his worst outing as a Philly, he'd been really solid, also had not, you know, faced anybody, and the Pirates are not anybody either. Um, but, you know, it had done a nice job, you know, put a lot of balls put in play, but still had um, gotten through the outings. This one didn't work out. Starts early, Pirates put up a run the first, then another in the se- a fourth, then uh, the six that falls apart as he gives up three in the six for five five and two thirds innings for Syndergaard, nine hits, five earned runs, one walk, five strikeouts. Um, bullpen was fine after that. Nelson Brogdon and Coonrod all give up no runs. Coonrod yet to give up a run this season, uh, an earned run uh, at run period. Um, but yeah, yesterday just didn't have it. They got handled again. The offense really unable to get anything going. We didn't talk about the new lineup much, but um. Lineup yesterday was different. He had Cassianos in the tool, uh, you know, because um, uh, had Sosa in, so didn't have Bowman. Had Bowman at first, no Hoskins, all um, you know, all that stuff. But um, ultimately, the lineup we saw on Saturday with Schwarber leading off and Hoskins in the two hole, Bowman the three hole, Harper in the four hole. Um, I thought was an interesting way to go about it for uh, for Thompson and see if uh, you know it kind of sticks. It obviously worked. Uh, in terms of winning the game uh, those days as the lineup on Friday night and Saturday night, uh, Schwarber leading off, Hoskins 2, Bohm 3, Harper 4, Romuto 5, Cassiano 6, Stott 7, Segura 8, Veerling 9, and Veerling Marsh, whatever you put in there, Marsh back now, which is great to see. You know, I think that's, um, I guess it's a solid lineup. I like it. I like keeping Bohm up there. I was surprised he kept in the 3-0. I would probably have Harper in the 3-0, Bohm in the 2-0, maybe Hoskins in the 4-0, or Hoskins in the 5-0, and Romuto in the 4-0 or something like that, but... Um, still, not too shabby. I don't hate it. And uh, again, it worked out the first couple games there. And now we'll see how it, how it works out when they head out to Arizona. And I'm sure there'll be a little mixing and matching. I would move Harper up a bit, though. I think you need Harper a little higher, three, two, get him more bats. Three hole, really, I think, you know, the key spot for Harper. But um, ultimately, it is pretty crazy now that Harper's back and Sakura's back. And you, know, you look at this lineup and, you you know, the, the one through nine we just did, I mean, other than the center fielder, whether it's Veerling or Marsh, I mean, there is not an easy out on the team. You know, now that Castellanos is hitting, Romuto has been one of the hottest hitters in baseball over the last couple of months. Um, Stott is obviously just not an easy out anymore. Segura has been awesome since he's been back. Harper back. I mean, where's the outs? You know, if you're if you're a pitcher facing this team, where are the easy outs against this team? There aren't any. There are no easy outs. I mean, you go, you know, obviously Schwarber, you know, goes is streaky, but um, you know, you got Schwarber. You got Hoskins, you got Bohm, you got Harper, you got Romuto, you got Castellanos, you got Stott, you got you got Segura. I mean, that's I mean, that's a serious lineup. That's a serious lineup that can give teams real problems. Really. I mean, uh, you know, it's pretty exciting. I'm really excited to see how this lineup shakes out, how this team shakes out. 
Um, as we get in this stretch run, you know, assuming we get Wheeler back, Sir Anthony back, and this team has a chance to kind of head into stuff in a a really nice position, a really nice spot, a really nice setup, a team that um you, know, you feel really good about heading into the playoffs. Again, this lineup is legit. If Wheeler comes back, the starting rotation's pretty good, and the bullpen, if Sir Anthony comes back, is pretty good, you know? Um, look, I know they're, they're, you know, the Dodgers, the Mets, they're better teams out there, but this is certainly a team that, that you know, first of all, you're going to have a month for these guys to really gel and, and, and find their groove heading in the playoffs as they're gelling now and all that, but as them all together, um, you know, it's a team that could, could do some damage. You know, I'm not expecting them to, you know, even necessarily win a series if they have to go to Atlanta for that first round series. That's tough. I get it. But, um, you know, they could. They could do some damage. They have enough talent. You know, if Wheeler comes back healthy and you got Wheeler, Nola, Ranger, I mean, that's 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 legit, you know. Um, it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting to see where this team is at, and it's pretty exciting to you know, kind of barrel towards the playoffs here. As we're about to go to September. I know there are a lot of people who still have those September fears in them. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I still feel it. Trust me, the last few years, it's, it's sense memory, but... But I believe in this baseball team, and I believe that they're not going to to break our hearts. Um, and look, they're sitting in a really nice spot as we are again two days away from September. It's 29th, you know. Um, September will happen Thursday of this week, so we're almost there. Um, and again, only 34 games left to play. The Phillies at 72 and 56. Um, they are seven and a half behind the excuse me six and a half behind the Braves for that top wild card spot. The Braves are 79 and 50. Um, but then the Phillies, uh, as the number two wild card, are two and a half games up on the Padres, and that is good too because they have uh, Padres. Uh, they have three less losses than the Padres, so the extra game there is in the loss column, which is great. That's what you want to see. And then they are four up on the Brewers. So again, remember, two and a half up on the Padres means three and a half. Four up on the Brewers means five. They are five games up on the Brewers with thirty-four left. To play that is a very sizable lead. That is a really nice spot to be in. They are uh, nine games up. Excuse me, ten games up on the uh, the Giants. The Giants are sixty one and sixty five. They have lost eight of their last ten as they have fallen out of this. And uh, again, you know, sets up for a West Coast trip against the uh, Diamondbacks, who are fifty nine and sixty seven, and the Giants, who are sixty one and sixty five. So, you an easier West Coast trip than potentially it looked like it could have lined up for. Um, you know, Phillies are in a really nice spot. Again, you know, it's really come down to, you know, with the Giants kind of falling out of it. And you never know. Crazy things happen, 7-17, seven and 17, all that. But, um, you know, it really is the Padres, the Brewers, and the Phillies two for three spots. And right now the Phillies are clearly the favorite of those three. Um, you know, schedule-wise, record-wise, tiebreaker-wise, you know. So, so um, again, they're in a really nice spot right now. And, again, they need to, um, you know, finish it out and keep playing good baseball and not – and um, sputter here, as it were. Um, but I feel I feel really good about this team's chances, and I feel really excited about where they're at. And um, you know, still have a couple weeks of good baseball left, uh, or of easier baseball left before uh, you know that last tough stretch of the season as the schedule finishes out. So this week, three in Arizona today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, all nine forty games. Then day off Thursday. They go to San Francisco for three F ten fifteen or on Friday night and then a four oh five, four oh five Saturday and Sunday. Then off day Monday, they come home. Six games. Three against the Marlins, three against Washington. Phenomenal. Then they go to Miami for three. So you have nine games against the Marlins and the Washington Nationals when you get back from this West Coast trip. That takes you through September fifteenth. Then the last tough stretch of baseball for the season. 
three in Atlanta, two at home versus Toronto, four at home versus Atlanta. So at least you get six of those tough nine games at home. So you've got seven against Atlanta, two against Toronto. That's it. That's the toughest part of the schedule left. Then they have three in Chicago, a little payback with the Cubbies, four in Washington. They do end the whole season on a, a road trip. And then three in Houston, which again could be meaningless for Houston. Right now, Houston, you know, a few games up on the Yankees for that uh that um best record in the American League. So theoretically, if they come into that series with it wrapped up or almost wrapped up or whatever, there's a real possibility that, you know, they're not as invested in that series as the Phillies could be. And look, the, if the if nothing changes from how the standings are now, the Phillies won't be that invested because they'll be in the playoffs too. You know, so it's, um, it's going to be really interesting to see how it shakes out. But uh, again, uh, um, you know, really that one stretch there with the Braves and the Blue Jays plus that last series against Houston, everything else against losing teams. The Phillies just keep doing what you're doing, keep handling business, and you'll be in the playoffs. It's pretty wild, pretty exciting. So uh, again, it starts... Tonight in Arizona, three-game series. Tonight, Ranger Suarez against Madison Bumgarner. Tomorrow, Aaron Nola against Zach Gallen. And then Falter versus Henry on Wednesday. The uh, Nola Gallon, what a uh, what a matchup that is. Gallon's great. And Suarez versus Bumgarner tonight. Bumgarner, not the old Bumgarner, but still always fun to see him on the hill. So this should be a fun battle of lefties tonight out in Arizona. A late-night one. And, of course, late night or not, whatever happens, we'll be back to react to it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.